still finally gave the Ringers Philly crew a podcast. I'm Ben Solak. And I'm Shiel Kapadia. That's right, just a couple Philly guys with the new space to fire off some Eagles takes, get caught up in the Sixers chaos, and more. We'll be coming to you twice a week on Sundays and Thursdays, plus bonus episodes whenever we get breaking news or Philly drama. Plus, when Harden and Embiid somehow convince you suckers that this year's going to be different, our fellow Philly stands at the Ringer will have you covered on the Sixers and all your other favorite teams in town. It's Philly sports, Shiel. What could possibly go wrong? Join the fun and follow the Ringer's Philly special now on Spotify. It's the Full Go presented by FanDuel. The playoff action is heating up, and with FanDuel, you can bet on everything from the NBA Finals MVP to who's going to lift the Stanley Cup. And right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays, or SGPs as the kids like to call them, all on one page. Plus, start betting on the pulse and get paid instantly when you win. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Chicago everywhere, check it. It's not enough Chicago. We just don't have enough Chicago people. Jason Goff is here. Well, I'm at Full Go. The Full Go Podcast. The Full Go. Bears, Bulls, White Sox, Cubs, and Blackhawks. Our man, Jason Goff. Three times a week with Jason Goff. His mood is elevated. <laughs> he is feeling good. Jason, I'm loving the Full Go. Love the Full Go. The Full Go. The Full Go. Welcome to Full Go with Jason Goff. That is what I'm talking about. What up, world? You're listening to The Full Go with Jason Goff, presented by The Ringer. Spotify original. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome on in to episode 265, I believe it is, of the Full Gold Podcast with Jason Goff, brought to you by The Ringer. And of course, Spotify is the gang. And this is now the time where we do the local angle, right? You know, got to hit them with the angles. I'm not going to do the whole Drake thing. You know, I'm, I'm caught up from the Drake concert last week. I'm still singing Drake songs that obviously weren't meant for me to sing. But this is the local angle. Shout out to all our people over there at FanDuel TV. Uh, you can catch us Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays right here on The Ringer and on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, fellas, Chris, Kyle, Tony, you know, in spirit, Tony, by the way, you know, we, we are a four man group. Tony, by the way, he hit us with the text message. Hey, man, I taught a class tonight. Uh, I'm not going to be able to not going to be able to be on the on the pod with y'all tonight. I don't know what that meant. I, I taught a class, you know, like I've used a lot of things to get out of podding and to get out of work. But taught a class was, was something that I didn't know I had. And you really can't question it. You know, Chris, Chris looked at the phone and said, hey, man, teach the youth. And I'm like, eh, you know, OK, I wanted to hit him with the Michael Jordan meme. You know, F them kids, but it is what it is, right? So the four-man crew that you have before you is what we roll with every single night uh, here on uh, the Full Go Podcast. So we are in the sports abyss, right? If you see the ESPYs on your television, you know there is nothing to talk about. The week 
after the all-star break or the all-star game is the sports abyss. This is where people are getting into trouble and it creates content. This is where things are happening scandal-wise and it creates content. Or you get yourself a good old-fashioned trade. And guess what, y'all? I'm about to get on my BS, right? Whether that be Bull, you know what, or Bill Simmons. But I'm about to get on my BS because I have figured out a way to make sure that Damian Lillard gets to Miami and Portland gets what they want. And of course, there's going to have a Chicago Bulls angle for y'all. So I think about when DeMar DeRozan landed on our shores after an offseason where he was left in a room of free agents that, you know, seemingly had a value, but didn't find their landing spot. And we now come to find out that the Los Angeles Lakers made a very unwise decision and not, you know, kicking the tires on DeMar. And DeMar has gone over the last two years to be on the redemption campaign or the, you know, the, um, the, the, the I told you suckers campaign and he's he scored at a high rate and by the way Ryan Russillo you know from the jump when he said that this was the worst fit I felt like it spurred DeMar on to, to do what DeMar has done over the last couple of years but it's also landed the Bulls in the play-in section of the NBA's Eastern Conference playoffs and that's not where you want to be and this will be the final year of DeMar DeRozan's contract. And of course, while we were taping this, it's the first day that he is eligible for a contract extension. Now, whatever happens over the next few days, weeks, or the duration of this offseason heading into training camp, I think can steer the Bulls organization in one direction or another. And especially with all the things that have come out about the powers that be telling our tourist Karnashovas and Mark Eversley, hey, got yourself into this position, going to give you every chance to get yourself out of it. It kind of leaves room for uh, interpretation. If I'm in that situation and I hear that from my bosses and my higher ups, I'm thinking, all right, I'm not about to set up for anybody else after they take this job. It's going to be some fertile proving ground with draft picks and prospects and developed talent. No, I'm going to keep taking my swings. But if, but if, it is the other way around where it's on the other side of the spectrum and you as our tourist kind of show us and Mark Eversley are allowed to work your way back into a winning situation by taking maybe a step backwards, but also a step forwards financially. You got to think about the Lonzo Ball situation. Will there be a wave and stress p- provision? Will there be a disabled player uh, exception? Uh, w- what's going to happen with him, right? He's got a player option still. And of course, he is going to invoke that player option. It's not looking good with the kind of surgery that he had and the kind of knee cartilage repair or replacement uh, that he had. So we don't know anybody who's come back from that injury. So knowing that and knowing what the Bulls have not done in the offseason in this in adding a big splash free agent at that point guard position and who knows what the market would bear. But Javon Carter is a serviceable starter, a serviceable starter and a guy who's going to provide a different profile for them in terms of taking three pointers that maybe Patrick Beverly turned down last year at the end of that run after he was acquired. So the Bulls have to change their shot profile. They have to change their offensive profile profile and thank God for the trade machine because I jumped my mad. Well, I won't say jumped into it because it took me a little while. 
You know, y'all out there with the trade machine, I, I know y'all go crazy. I know y'all y'all mess around and, and become uh, de facto GMs or, you know, Monday morning GMs. But it took me a little while to figure this thing out. And if you look at it from the Portland standpoint, from the Miami standpoint, from the Bulls standpoint, this thing could not be more simple to me. If you're Miami and all you have is your eyes on Damian Lillard, which is seemingly what Pat Riley and Eric Spolster are trying to pull off, you can get Portland to trade DeMar for DeMar. Rosen and Alex Caruso and Josh Richardson. Now you ask yourself, what are the Bulls going to get back? Well, Kyle Lowry's $29 million one-year expiring contract, a guy who's been through the NBA wars, a guy who's won NBA championships, and a guy who can mentor young point guards such as Kobe White. And if you bring Ayo DeSumo back, who, you know, Ayo DeSumo, it, it, it'll make sense in the long run, but the domino that everybody's waiting to fall is that Damian Lillard trade. And if anybody else is going to be um, involved in the, you know, the, the details of the minutia of a trade, guys are just still waiting to see what the market is going to bear. And I think Ayo DeSumo is one of those guys as well. But if Kyle Lowry's on a team and he's mentoring guys like Kobe White and some of the young guards on this squad, it can't hurt. Caleb Martin. A guy who's got, what, two years left on a deal is $6.8 million. He showed you what he was in the playoffs. He's an adequate defender, above adequate defender. I think a, a damn good playmaker. And also a dude who isn't scared to take a shot and hit a shot. And then you throw in Nikola Jovic and Highsmith, who I thought was uh, you know, a, a decent energy guy, especially in the playoff run for the Miami Heat. And, of course, the Bulls love energy guys, a la Jalen Green and the dudes that have put you know, so many um, – highlight plays over the last couple of seasons because they have been depended on in real high leverage roles. I don't think Highsmith is a guy that's a far departure from a dude like Javante Green if you're moving forward. And of course, Miami Heat, they would get Damian Lillard. And then you pair him with Jimmy Butler and you move your, your way through the Eastern Conference. Will they win the East with that pairing? I, I don't know. I, you know, what is Boston going to look like with Jason Tatum? What are they going to look like with Jalen Brown and now Chris Stapps Porzingis, who they extended? Right? Like, what are the Milwaukee Bucks going to look like? Will this be the last hurrah in a window that seems to be closing because of injuries around Giannis Antetokounmpo? And of course, the Philadelphia 76ers, we're still waiting to find out what James Harden's plans are going to be and how that team is going to look and what's going to be different about Joel Embiid, especially postseason Joel Embiid going forward. So the Miami Heat put themselves not only in Eastern Conference contention, which they made the NBA Finals out the East last year, but they put themselves in NBA Championship contention. And the Portland Trailblazers get a gritty defender in Alice Caruso, a glue guy who's going to teach the young dudes who aren't the stars, the building blocks, the pillars of that franchise going forward. This is how you find your way in the NBA. His nine and a half million dollars over the next two years fits comfortably under the cap for them. And then DeMar DeRozan, one year, $28.6 million dollars to provide mentorship, leadership, maybe some shots made, but most importantly, guiding guys like Scoot Henderson, guiding guys like Anthony Simons, guiding guys like Shaden Sharp. I mean, he did it in San Antonio for a couple of years. He's done it here with the Bulls these last couple of years. And if you're thinking to yourself, hey, are you in a hurry to get rid of DeMar DeRozan? I just think this team is capped with him. And you've seen what he could do. And also, he's a highly valuable, I think, commodity, especially with a contract that fits under $30 million for the mentoring role that he will have. And of course, as he goes on, he's 33, 34 years old now. The next time the Bulls are good, if he does move on or if he does stay and you get resigned, when, how are you capitalizing on that window knowing that these last two years with premier 
DeMar DeRozan, you know, the before the right side of his body started to shut down a little bit this last past year. Like, how are you going to get better? And and will he get better with age? I mean, we're we already st- starting to see some of these injuries. So, you know, in a, in a, in a sports abyss kind of day, I solved three teams' problems just like that. The Bulls mess around and get themselves a veteran leader to mentor their young backcourt, a wing player that they need that's a 3-and-D dude and Caleb Martin who isn't scared to take a shot. And most importantly for the Bulls franchise, you hand the ball to your max player in Zach Levine and have the game prove to him what he is and what he isn't in terms of the expectations being higher now and also some of the late game stuff having to be refined but not being able to do it on a nightly basis because DeMar DeRozan is your running mate. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 You can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. We got White Sox. We got Braves. Post All-Star break baseball. Catch it. Uh, we got Ozzy Albies. I think Ozzy Albies is going to go deep uh, against Michael Kopech. You look at the numbers, Ozzy Albies is a terrific fastball hitter. I like Eloy Jimenez to record a hit coming out of the break as well. And unfortunately, Sox fans, I got Ronald Acuna Jr. to record an RBI because, damn it, he's a fine baseball player. So once again, coming out the break strong, those White Sox, I got Albies to hit a home run, Eloy to get a hit, and Ronald Acuna Jr. to record an RBI. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash FullGo to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash F-U-L-L-G-O. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as not withdrawable bonus bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Chris, now I, I know this this trade was thrown together haphazardly in the sports abyss like I just mentioned, but... Uh, the, the feelers out there in Portland. Does it feel like Damian Lillard is going to move anytime soon? Because I know he's got four years left on that deal. And, you know, Scoot Henderson is looking like he's going to be the truth. And you got some really good young players there as well. Are, are people in the city ready to move on a little bit? They are ready to move on, I think. You know, they the fans have been through so much here in Portland when it comes to Damian Lillard. And mm. I think like for the last year, they've been sort of preparing for this moment. And any of the sort of holdout stuff or like, what he's going to do or like where he's going to go. Like, I think people are just kind of like, uh, they're just like waiting. Everybody's excited about scoop. Everybody's excited about Shaden. They want that new thing to come in. It's, you know, with all that bling, you know, that bling during the draft, mm-hmm. people got really caught up in it, you know? So yeah. I think like I think people are already on scoot in general. And we're sort of like, it's kind of like that Brandon Roy thing. It's like, Hey, Brandon Roy, did you think give us our moments you know, we love you. You're always going to be a blazer. And I think that's sort of the general vibe with Dame as well, too. Um, yeah, I think people are ready to move on. I love Dame. I'd love for him to stay, but you already yeah. know he's not happy. So whatever. And all the word from the top is like they're thinking about they're going to hold on to him until something good comes along and he could be there or he could not be. You know, it's like yeah. hearing good things about like, you know, good deals coming in through like the Raptors and stuff like that. So, uh, I, you know, I just want him to see him, you know, go somewhere and be cool. Be the heat, 
go to the heat, go whatever. You gave us our moments, man. Like we love you and you always yeah. be a player. So yeah, that's yeah. I mean, you can only you can only do what he's done with the surrounding cast uh, to a certain level, right? And the guys hit that moment in their career where it's time to go win something, and he's at that moment. And also, man, Scoop's got that it. He's got that it. Uh, like he is, yes. he has been born and bred for these moments. Uh, the last two years has been training for this spotlight. And I think this jump shot's going to iron itself out. I think they're super talented and athletic with Shade Sharp. I think that's a dude. Like we need an old school. All I do is dunk and move people around with my athleticism, dude. And I think he's the next one in line to do that, vertically challenging people. And also, I mean, Anthony Simons is a cat who's going to mess around and get you 24 points a game. Like, it's, it's not like they're going to be, you know, Scoot Henderson is going to be the dude who's relied upon for all the scoring. I think it's perfectly, I think it's perfectly in line for the Portland Trailblazers to be where they need to be in two or three years with the pillars that they have in place, which is why if they want to play hardball with Damian Lillard, go ahead. But at the same time, at some point, you got to move on and show these young dudes that they are the sole focus. And, you know, the Miami Heat have been knocking on that door. The Chicago Bulls, if they want to if they want to you know, get to that fork in the road moment a little earlier than at the end of the year or the trade deadline, this is that time right now. I love DeMar DeRozan. I love what he's meant to the city over the last couple of years, especially these kids on this organization and uh, on that roster. Uh, but this is the point where the, the nasty business part gets involved. And as much as I, you know, have appreciated his presence and his family and his just his general nature, like there's been very few dudes who have come to the city who have touched it in the way that he has in terms of just being a solid cat and, and answering questions and, and, and being straight up when it was time to maybe bullshit which a lot of people would do with a lot of the losses that they've had over the last couple of years. He hadn't been that cat. So this isn't, a, I think, a shot to him. It's just he's done what he was supposed to do here, just like Damian Lillard has done what he's supposed to do in Portland on a smaller scale in terms of the tenure. I think DeMar DeRozan has done that, and maybe it's now time for him to go do that uh, for another team in the Portland Trailblazers. And maybe a few years or a couple of years from now, he'll be able to championship chase because he is one of those cats that you like to see go out on top. But I think he's done what he's supposed to do here in Chicago. Now, I could be wrong, and they can mess around and run this thing back and win 50 games, but uh, I am, uh, I'm leaning to my side of thinking in terms of where this thing is going to end up. You're welcome, NBA. You're welcome, Portland. You're welcome, Miami. And of course, you're welcome, Bulls. This is what happens in mid-July when you're sitting around watching the ESPYs and watching All-Star Game Fallout and Home Run Derby talk and all these other things and not worried about the Sox and the Cubs like you shouldn't be. You start jumping in that trade machine like I did. All right, y'all. Y'all can check us out every Sunday, every Tuesday, every Thursday right here on the Full Go Podcast. I'm Jason Goff. We're brought to you by The Ringer. Spotify is the gang. And you. this has been The Local Angle. Goff, we're brought to you by The Ringer. Spotify is the gang. And you. this has been The Local Angle. We'll be back with more of The Full Go with Jason Goff. After a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. 
Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Hey, it's Len Casper, the radio voice of the White Sox. You're listening to The Full Go with Jason Goff. Coming up next on the Full Go podcast, we have on Danny Parkins from Parkins and Spiegel uh, afternoons here in the city of Chicago. The man that single-handedly took down Northwestern baseball. We'll explain to you what we mean next right here on the Full Go. It's the Full Go Um, Ladies and gentlemen, of course, this is the Full Go podcast. Uh, I have the pleasure of uh, now bringing on the, the man who took down Northwestern baseball single-handedly. Uh, no, nah, just messing with you. Danny Parkins from <laughs> the Parkins and Speakers show. You can check them out. Drive time afternoons on 670 The Score right here in the city. Danny, um, I this whole Northwestern story. Right, how are you, by the way? Let's start there. I, Let's start there. I'm good, Jay. I'm good. Thank good. you. Uh, thank you for having me on. Uh, Tony, good to see you. Chris, good to see you. Kyle, nice to meet you. Yeah. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on. Northwestern. You can't, you, walk the streets of, you can't walk the streets of Evanston safely no more, Danny. And I and I never thought I'd be able to say that. Um, nah, man, they, they've definitely had a week. So for the people who are aware of the Northwestern football story and now the Northwestern baseball story that is bubbling up, I happened to be in the car the other day, catch the right time, and all of a sudden I, I, it comes across my phone on the old on the old sports parade ticker that is Twitter, that there's going to be some uh, some news coming out on the old Parkins and Spiegel show. So I'm like, all right, let me check out my guys, see what's going down. And Danny Parkins, well, I'll let you tell the story, Danny. The the, the genesis of your reporting, um, the the tentacles to this story. I mean, you know, you, uh, I think you did, and I told you this via text. I'm going to tell you to your face. I think you did a terrific job. So I salute you. Um, it is not easy to uh, upset the apple cart. And when you do, you get ready for the backlash and all the things that take place. It's a different, it's a different vibe than just pissing off fans, right? Like when we start talking about people's jobs and people's well-beings and livelihoods and also people who are affected by some of the things that have been allowed to go on, um, it gets to a very personal and sometimes uncomfortable place. And a lot of people ain't ready for that smoke. So I do commend you for that because, uh, you know, you, you know, the, the smoke is still, Still lingering, and I I don't think this story is anywhere near done. But give us give us the start to your involvement and activity in this northwestern northwestern baseball story. Yeah, man. Uh, and, and you hit on a few things that I'll get to over the course of telling mm-hmm. the story. But I it it happened quick for me. Um, so what is the story? First of right, all, well, so the, the story is the Jim Foster, the baseball co- coach at Northwestern, is now fired. But if you would have asked me on Sunday morning when I was making my three and a half year old pancakes, who is the baseball coach at Northwestern? I would have said, I don't know. (laughs) Um, So I was playing with my kids and I got a text that said, hey, such and such would like to talk to you. They got a story to tell you. Will you talk to them? And I was like, yeah, of course. And so put the couple hours later, we texted or whatever, put the kid down from a nap, 
get on the phone and the person starts to tell me a story. And he is admitting that I have talked to the Chicago Tribune over a month ago. Multiple people have. Uh, This is not a terrible secret in the Northwestern community that this guy, Jim Foster, is a tyrant and a bad dude. And we filed an HR report back in November that they interviewed us with in January. And we made five allegations about bullying in the workplace, uh, uh, talking bad to staff to other staff members, making a sexually inappropriate comment to a female staff member, inappropriate comments regarding racism, and dissuading members of the team from seeking medical attention. And then in February, we got the report from HR that found that they found him guilty, for lack of a better word, of three of the five things. They couldn't substantiate the racism claims and they couldn't substantiate the uh, dissuading them to see them seek the medical attention. But the inappropriate language, the sexual uh, harassment language and the bullying, they found him guilty of three of the five. And so he was kind of on like unofficial probation and like being monitored and uh, Derek Gregg's chief of staff, Monique Holland, like went on one baseball trip with them. And then like the baseball administrator was just like a little bit more present, but they weren't really doing much of anything when they had found him to have done like some pretty, you know, bad stuff. And I'll get into the specifics in a second if you want me to. But then over the course of the season, his two top assistant coaches and his number two, like Lieutenant his assistant, like his bench coach, all quit. They quit a week into the season and then they went 10 and 40. And then the players started complaining and they napalmed them in exit interviews and 15 players entered the transfer portal. They're like two, three, five, and six hitter. They're three, four, and five starting pitchers, like good players, guys who were, a year away from uh, getting a Northwestern degree, you know, legacies at Northwestern, whose older brother and family and like people who love Northwestern are just like, no, I can't stand it with this dude. I'm leaving. And I say to the guy, I'm like, this is an unbelievable story that you're telling me. But like the Northwestern thing was like borderline. The football thing was kind of borderline criminal. And so like that can be like one sourced reporting in my journalistic opinion. I need something. I need to corroborate what you're saying. And he's like, not a problem. Like you can call these people. And I started calling some people and then they would give me numbers and then I would start calling them. And I swear, Jay, for basically all the rest of Sunday night till like 11 o'clock at night, we went out to dinner, but like I would say probably like legitimately like seven hours a Sunday You're on the story. I was on the story. And then for like five hours of Monday morning, woke up, was back on the story. And by the time I called Northwestern and Jim Foster for comment, I had nine sources. There's a difference in our world and it's a pet peeve of mine. Journalistically, there is on the record where I say Jason Goff said There is off the record where you tell me something and I can't say it. And people like that's like on background and people (laughs) misuse off the record all the time. And then there is on the record, but not for attribution, which is you can quote me. 
You can identify me as a player or a coach or whomever, but just don't put my name on it. But that is still an on the record source. And I had nine on the record sources telling me all of this shit, including sending me the HR findings. So I have a document from Northwestern and students telling me that they were never talked to in the initial HR report. And the sexually inappropriate comment was about a student manager and they didn't talk to students and the dissuading players from seeking medical attention. They only talked to the trainer. They didn't talk to the players. And so I'm thinking you didn't talk to the black players on Northwestern. If there were stuff about racism, you didn't talk to the players. I'm like, this is unbelievable. And then they were telling me about how the hiring happened. And it was basically Derek Gregg, Dr. Gregg, who has been in the news a lot for the football story. Yeah. It was his first hire, the baseball hire. And he, non-revenue sport, pawned it off to these two dudes, Laird Updike and Eric Magentale. Northwestern baseball plays baseball on Updike Field. And they train in Magentail training facility or whatever the hell it's called. Like these dudes' names are like the two people who fund Northwestern baseball as a non-revenue sport. And it's not totally abnormal for boosters to have a say hiring, but it's extremely unusual for them to basically get to pick the coach with no vetting after the three finalists that Northwestern's like normal process went through and this guy got hired instantly. And then you do more digging and a player died at Rhode Island when this guy was the coach. I was going to ask you about his history. Yeah. And I got a player telling me that he went through a punishment run, which was he showed up late for a practice and he had to run for basically the entirety of a two and a half hour practice. And because there have been so many incidents of players dying due to uh, extreme calisthenics, that's now an NCAA violation. You cannot do cardiovascular punishment in NCAA sports anymore. So I'm like, this is fucking wild. And so then I call Northwestern for comment and I'm driving in and I clear it with my bosses. And I'm like, this is what's happening. This is what I'm going to do. This is my sourcing. I get the green light instantly. You're good to go. You've more than passed our editorial threshold. And then I'm like, all right, last step, call Jim Foster for comment so that I can be sure that I have the other side, assuming that I'm going to say, like you see in breaking news stories all the time, Jim Foster was unable to be reached for comment. Right. Missed call send him a text. Hey, I'm going on the air at two. My name is Danny Parkins. I'd like to ask you some questions about a North about Northwestern baseball before I go on the air. Three minutes later, Jim Foster calls me back. I pull my ass off to the side of the highway and talk to him for 32 minutes on the record. I said, can I ask you some questions on the record? He goes, well, yeah, what's this about? And I say, I'd like to talk to you about allegations 
of racism, bullying, toxic workplace culture, and sexually inappropriate comments in the Northwestern baseball facility. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, what man. Was the, what was the text message that you sent this man that had him call you back and feel comfortable enough to then get interviewed by a person who was saying, I have some questions to ask you on the record? Like, that's never the call that's like, hey, by the way, man, you just won the fucking Powerball. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, what, yeah. what, what kind of backwards-ass tyrant is he? Like, like, if you know who you've been your entire career, why would you think that this is the courtesy call to just let you know you're doing a good fucking job but hey, I, I what guess. what is this no, no, no. <laughs> fair question it was unreal man and now like listen i didn't say in the text i want to talk to you about the racism allegations <laughs> right, right? right. No, i said I, got you. I said this is danny hey, hey jim when's the last time you used the n-word <laughs> yeah. I, lose no, my no, number no. while you're at it <laughs> but, but but then jay like so like he initially is like i'm not gonna talk did you go through northwestern this is a hit piece and i'm like Listen, I'm going on the air at two o'clock. Either way. Either way. So you can decline comment or I can hear your side of the story. And he's like, all right, let me hear your, let, let's go. Let me hear your questions. And I start going. And I think it was like ego or the attempt at manipulation or Trumpian arrogance. Like, I don't know, man. He was but, himself. Right. But I mean, like, okay, it's so like, what is it about, you know, what do you say about the allegations of racism? He goes, that's ridiculous. My best friend at Northwestern is the soccer coach. And, hey, circle gets the square. Yeah. I, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, okay. There it goes. But I'm thinking to myself, check. Yeah, Played yeah. The, I have a black friend card, right? <laughs> then I'm like, all right, uh, what about the sexually inappropriate comment mm. to the female staffer? And he goes, oh, what What do they say I said? I'm like, well, they said that you said. Test me up to which one. <laughs> I go, and I go, but I have a direct thing. I'm like, uh, well, they said that you said. And, then, and by the way, this was one of the five things that they found him guilty of Sheesh. in the HR report. So, like, this is like he, he knows this. He yeah, absolutely he's aware. knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go, I go, well, you know, the story is, is that you said to other coaches uh, that, you know, you didn't want the female manager on the field because you didn't want the players looking at her ass. So she should be up in the press box doing stats. And she wasn't now able to be on the field, like feeding the machine and charting bullpens and doing field work. Cause she was there with the previous coach. And he says, no bullshit. He says, no, what I said was at West point, the women had to wear the issue, the army issued, a uniform like everybody else. So I wasn't used to them being in the tight pants. <laughs> That's your defense. You coached in Maryland and Rhode Island. You like, what are you talking about? Come on, come on, Danny. You can't control yourselves when those when those gals are running around in, in those khakis. This is fucking wild, man. And then like, and he's like on sexism, he's like, I got four kids, three daughters, one of whom has autism. And like, obviously that's very sad, but like, just like my daughter as a shield, right? right? Like it right. was, how can I be sexist? I've made right. a woman. I have daughters, right? <laughs> I'm like, he is like, oh, it's shit. wild. And so shit. I'm like, and like, I was obviously going already, but 
So that happens. We do the story. I'm literally reporting it up till 1.30. I'm on the air at 1.50. I, but I, and I, you heard it. I never mm-hmm. do this. I scripted like a three page thing that I Get it right. wrote like all Monday because there were like 13 on the record quotes in there. Like I am still making, even though I'm positive that I'm sound journalistically, I don't want to like do it extemporaneously and mix commentary with reporting. Like I'm I'm still making serious allegations about a person. So I like straight read, you know, whatever it was, 1200, 1500 word piece that I wrote, sent it to our web team. Chris Emma and Cody Westerland did an amazing job, like turning it around for, for the website and put it out there. And in your question, it was perceptive. You were like, you know, when you do something like this, like there are nerves and you're mm-hmm. going to piss people off and I the storm or whatever. And Jay, I have gotten one piece of negative feedback. <laughs> people were waiting on this to drop, huh? <laughs> Everybody knew. I, I, have me- I have messages from parents thanking me. Yeah, I have messages from players thanking me. I have messages from Northwestern students thanking me. And then, and these two I shared uh, when I, I was had a previously scheduled day off on Tuesday uh, to, to play Olympia Fields, no big deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then and then on, on Wednesday, I shared these on the air and I don't have them in front of me to read verbatim, but I can approximate them for you. One was from a guy who was a player and a manager for him at Army, his previous job at West Point. And he said, you have no idea what's going on in the Army student manager group chat. We are so happy and relieved that this story is out right now. Frankly, it sounds way better than what it was here. If you want to keep talking about this, I've got stories for you for days. And the Rhode Island guy was like, I was there for five years. I was a good player. I got drafted in the late rounds. And Jim Foster made me pitch through a torn labrum in my shoulder where he saw that I couldn't raise my arm uh, midway up between starts. And I still can't watch baseball to this day because of how traumatic my college baseball experience was under Jim Foster. And he played for him in 2007. Shit didn't get better. And and, and, it, and it probably did get better because Northwestern did because those coaches who ended up quitting filed that HR report and there was some level of monitoring that was going on. I had players tell me that they were like that they said, you know, next year, once you know the, this isn't happening, like it's gonna be tough for you. I'll be able to coach you guys how I want to. Like he, I'm sure in his own head believes that he's a tough military man who is coaching these guys to become men. And, you know, I'm sure he right. believed in some sort of twisted way, right. but we're talking literally decades, hundreds, if not thou- like a thousand plus college kids that have been coached by this guy. And so it's weird to do a piece of journalism that results in someone being fired. That's never happened to me before. Not, never anything close to it. Um, but I'm not, I don't really feel bad. He shouldn't be coaching. You didn't do it. 
<laughs> like, like yeah. there's nothing for you to. It's just like any reporter who is covering news, like you know, not the quote unquote toy department. It is the sports sports room, but like, nah, you didn't do shit. You're you're bringing truth to the light. And well, that, the that's the thing. Like, like, like people are giving the Northwestern student reporters so much credit, rightfully so, about what's happened with the football program. Man, like, light is the best disinfectant. Like, I will always. Journalism is messed up. And it has gotten politicized and casual and sloppy and budgets have been caught and it's not profitable or whatever, but it fucking matters. Yes, it does. You know what I mean? Like I will always stand up for like the ideal of like what the fourth estate is supposed to be. And it's wild, man, because the Tribune was following this story and trying to do some stuff and connecting it to Rhode Island and, the tragedy there. And I'm sure maybe they were going to get around to it or maybe they wouldn't, but you know, the Chicago tribune doesn't have a, a, a college sports reporter right now. Don't surprise me. Paul Sullivan was doing the, the, the original news stories on the Pat Fitzgerald suspension. The, the big 10 is headquartered here. Right. And the Chicago tribune doesn't have a college sports reporter when the big tens headquarters is in its backyard. Like, Journal like the, football- the people, the people that this shit protects are the same people, unfortunately, who are happy with the downfall of journalistic integrity and also just believing facts, you know, and, and yeah. it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's especially crazy. Especially in that, especially in baseball. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And like, but like it, it's, it's dangerous, man. Like the, the student reporters did something that contributed to a person who, if you would have asked me 10 days ago, who has the most job security in college football, man, I probably would have said Pat Fitzgerald over Nick Saban just because of the expectations. And, you know, you go five and seven, three years in a row at Alabama, like, right. You know what I mean? They're calling Mike Shula. It's it's time for you to roll. Yeah. (laughs) Pat Fitzgerald lost it. He went one and 11 last 11 game. This is listen, 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 but it was, it was student reporters and a talk show host who didn't really know Northwestern had a baseball team. Like, you know what I mean? Like that is so like, what type of shit is going on at, I don't know, Georgia tech, all of them, all of them. them. Right. (laughs) Right. That kind of guy hasn't been ushered out of sports the way people think. Right. And yeah. when we when we sit back and we we like to clap for these college coaches and their fiefdoms in these little ass towns and you know, they're right there for you. I mean, Dabo Sweeney, I, 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 this is, you know, aside from the Northwest and stuff like Dabo Sweeney has been saying wild shit for half a decade. Right. And it, it, it shouldn't surprise you that coaches who have less success but also have as much like you mentioned job security they they run things how they want to run them this guy like (laughs) being a tyrant and i you 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 put it well but being a tyrant catches up to you at some point like you you can treat people like shit for only so long before somebody finds out about it and is going to stand and advocate for those people well, dude, I couldn't, but like, I, I was like, I was like, why, what is like, why take the bullet for this? What, what exactly? Right. How are yeah. you, defi- it's a non-revenue sport. What could right. he possibly make? What could it possibly cost? Like, and you're they losing. Went, <laughs> they, they went 10 and 40. And you're losing. <laughs> they, went, they went 10 and 40 in his first year. 
32 of 35 players gave him Fs, basically, like one out of fives in the, the player exits. And there was like legitimate question if they were going to be able to field a full roster this upcoming year. And I don't think if the journalism oh. happens, oh. I think he's back. Time for some commercials. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What up, world? It's Vic Spencer, and you're listening to The Full Goal with Jason Goff, presented by The Ringer, a Spotify original. We look at Northwestern and we think, and because it is this bastion of higher learning, it's a private yeah, it's university. A great it's yeah. a great school, but also like it's 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 a school that owes a lot to the city that it resides in to um, inhabit it with people who belong in that community. And I can't say it any more plainly than that. Like Northwestern plays pays no property tax. Right. Or, or very, very, very little, which is why Evanston's property tax is what it is in the state of Illinois. It, it, when I was living there, it was the highest. And I can't assume that it went down when things like the Fitzmahal and all these other things are being built. So to see how this university that we hold in a different light in terms of, ex- like you mentioned, expectations, Right. The whole Chicago's Big Ten team and all these other things. I mean, when Northwestern basketball is good, it's a story. When Northwestern football is good for a sustainable amount of time, it's a story. But in the end, those kinds of things can't be happening at a school where winning isn't the the principle and the standard. It should be easier to remove the the, the near to wells, the people who aren't uh, aligned with your ideology, your, your professed ideology. And I think that's the biggest problem for me is, is you know, we look at all these other places and all these other schools and, and you know, we, they, Northwesterns thumbs their nose at them because they can academically. And when they have a winning season, it's celebrated. But when you're losing and on top of that, people are being treated like shit. Uh, you know, no matter how much money you have, no matter how many times you voted for Obama, whatever the case may be, wrong is wrong. And I think I think this is taking a magnifying glass to. And if you're in Champaign, if, if you're in Madison, if you're in Iowa City, like the day the Northwestern news comes out, 
you got to be batting it down the hatches and saying, hey, where are we susceptible at? And baseball can't be the place. No, no, (laughs) that's the thing. Like, like, because because Pat Fitzgerald did do a lot for Northwestern. 100 percent. Like, undeniably. Yeah. And he did a lot for a lot of his players. Undeniably. Right. Like. I might disagree with him politically or some things that happened in the past and like certainly find it completely ridiculous to believe that he didn't know that this was going on in his program. And you know what I mean? Like, I I think that Pat Fitzgerald deserved to be fired. But when Pat Fitzgerald got fired, I was not at all surprised. I said it on the air. I was like, you're going to have hundreds of ex-players who come out and speak positively of him, white and black, right? Man, that is not what is happening with Jim Foster. <laughs> like, it is, like, like it is just that is not happening. Like, oh it, lord! Like the one dude who's come out and like supported him is this guy Lou Merloni, who you probably know. Yeah, the penis cake guy. Yes, ba- yes. The, the the Boston radio host who taunted you guys with the penis cake. He was Jim Foster's college teammate. He's been in my DMs. He's like trying to like blow up my mentions. Like Perfect. he is the one dude. Lou Merloni. I, dude. I, and he keeps saying, and I'm like, listen, man, I know he's your friend. He did Whoa. this. Like, what do you want me to say? Like, I don't You're care. taking down a good man who's not a good man. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sorry. Like, he's like, he's like, you just reported on that source and took the numbers of the sources that he gave you. I'm like, I called him. Yeah. And, yeah. and so this, it's just nine people with the exact same story with an ax to grind. Call the girlfriend. He didn't cheat on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's like, that's like your man getting on the phone with your lady. Like, Hey, you know, there's a bunch of ladies before you that he was totally good with. Okay. Right. So just talk to them and it'll make you feel better about the fact that he, you know, knocked down your sister. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> I don't understand the argument that you're making here, Lou. That's, like, like, that's not how it works. Dying on the Jim Foster Hill is amazing. It's amazing. But dude, that's the thing. But one, like, so like, I was like, my wife was like, she was like, so like, are you nervous? I was like, like, yeah, a little bit because like, you never really know how something like this is going to go. These are serious allegations. Right. And and it means something to you. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yes. Like, yeah. Like I admitted, like a little bit of nerves, a little bit of butterflies. And then like the fallout was just like. Excellent reporting. Thank you. Everything Good you job, said was correct. It ain't the best when you gearing up for the ass whooping and it, and it doesn't come. It's like, all right, cool. Am I? Yeah, yeah. I'm safe. I'm safe. I'm safe. I'm safe. Yeah. But you're still yeah. doing your gig. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. That's I, I mean, I got, I'm a nervous flyer. When that engine revs, I'm like gripping the armrest. And then when it's like a completely smooth flight and they serve me three cocktails and we landed and I'm in Vegas, I'm like, Good to go. that was a lovely experience. <laughs> Can't wait to do it again. Can't wait to do it again. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and so oh, yeah, it, it was it was just it was weird, man. It's been a, it's been a it's been a weird five days. Yes, um, but you know, I, I, I it's like All I just have game, to remind right? people every now and again that we can commit acts of journalism. You, you know, go. like I I'm not a journalist, but I am a trained journalist. Like right, I, I have the degree. I went to the school. I I I do know a lot about the industry and how to do it. I just, uh, 
I, I like to golf. I'll use another golf analogy. Like it's like the four iron. I have it in my bag. I just don't use it very don't often. Use it every once in a while. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Sure. Yeah, but like you for take sure. it out and it can be useful. And so that's yeah. what happened here. Like I just, I it it happened, and I don't plan to break a ton more Big Ten baseball stories. Oh, well, sir, I don't I don't know about anybody else, but I'm sure the Big Ten, the Big Ten baseball, you know, organizations or programs are about to clean up their acts yeah, because yeah. Danny Parkins is on the goddamn case, huh? And every every kid with a sore so a sore shoulder right now, like this is there's a kid right now at the University of Maryland is like, you know what, I. I saw Parkins' report, and uh, don't let <laughs> it be you, motherfucker. Don't let it be you. <laughs> Our mutual friend Anthony Heron was in this week, and he does the Big Ten morning yeah. show on Sirius that you guys did, right? He's yeah, still the doing show, it. The show that I got to let go of because I'm like, I don't think they should be playing this tournament and COVID just dropped. Like, COVID just dropped a new album, and it's going to be pretty bad. Maybe the kids shouldn't be playing basketball. <laughs> Yeah. So he's still doing the show. And this is after this is on Wednesday. He's in for speaks. Uh-huh. And he's like, it's like, yeah, you should be excited about Shaw. <laughs> and I go, who? Matt. And, and he goes, Matt. Yeah, you should be excited about Matt Shaw. And I go, who? He goes, the Cubs first round pick Matt Shaw. I'm like, oh, uh-huh. There you go. You've seen him play. He's like, yeah, I do the show. I watch Maryland. I watch baseball. I'm like, oh man, better you than me. Yes, he does. Talk to me. Talk to me when he's playing second base for the Cubs. Like, I don't, I don't know anything about Big Ten baseball other than Jim Foster's ass got fired. That's all I know. (laughs) There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Danny Motherfucking Parkins. If you have a program that hasn't cleaned itself up by <laughs> now, okay, I'm, I'm I'm looking at you, Nebraska. Okay, uh, <laughs> Penn State. We already know, you know, y'all y'all better be on super duper, super duper high alert at all times. But you know, Madison, y'all ain't safe either because Danny Parkins is patrolling to see which tyrant in Big Big Ten baseball needs to get canned next. Uh, Danny. It's uh, good to see you. Good to talk to you, man. And, um, you know, congrats, I guess. Like, you yeah, get, I guess. like this, is the, this is the best of all worlds where you don't get the backlash. There's one nut job who is who is blowing you up, making you look even better because it's more content. Like, people are just dumping into the little content bag over the course of these next couple of weeks where we don't have to talk about this dreadful fucking baseball that we Dude, watch on a daily basis. That's the other thing, and I know we have to go. <laughs> Shout out to July. <laughs> All-Star week. Jay, All-Star week. There's no and worse the runway. Fire on the Monday of All-Star week. The worst runway. The worst runway for sports. <laughs> Anybody who gets in trouble after the 4th of July deserves anything that they get. You know what I mean? Oh my like, God. get in trouble week two of the NFL season and you'll be fine. You you'll be what totally get, fine. Get you trouble. think I would be chasing down this Jim Foster story during red zone hours? No, <laughs> sir. Scott, Scott. Scott Hansen is he he weighs a little bit more I than mean, Northwestern yeah, right, baseball, right? right. right? I mean, that was a joke. Yeah, yeah no, 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 no. I'm saying no, no. I agree with you. No, I agree with you. Shit, I listen. Yeah, Jim, yeah. Jim Foster, yeah. Scott Hansen. I'm I'm, I'm yeah, going yeah, red zone. Yeah. I'm going red zone. Scott Foster, Jim Foster, whatever. Jim, yeah, Foster. Jim Foster. All the Foster, yeah. bananas yeah. Foster. Well, no. Shout thank you for me. having me on, and uh, 
Yeah. But no, it's, I was like, how's your week been? It was like, it was like stressful until it happened. And then everyone was like, yeah, you nailed it. It's been fine. It's been fine. I'm just like, great. It's like a wedding day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There it is. There it exactly. is. Hey, brother, continue success, man. Uh, thank you for jumping on with us. I appreciate you. Anytime, man. Thank you. Danny Parkins right here on the full go. It's the full go, baby. That's all the time we have for episode 265 of the Full Go Podcast. I want to thank our talented guest, uh, the, the super sleuth reporter, uh, the, the man on the street. He's got his ear to the ground. He's got his pulse. Well, he's got his finger on the pulse of Northwestern baseball, if there is such a thing. Uh, he is Danny Parkins. Thank you so much, Danny, for hanging out with us. We appreciate you, man. Thank you to our production staff. Uh, a, a band of brothers, a cast of characters. The list is so long now. It used to be just me and Steve Cerruti, you know, hanging out. And then he left us because he really didn't rock with us at all, to be honest with you. He kind of like us. He'll jump back in the group text and be like, how y'all doing? I, I remember y'all, you know, shout out to Steve Cerruti, our guy, the shadowy figure that is Steve Cerruti. Uh, my main man, Tony Gill. Good to see Tony, as always. You know, he was teaching some... Uh, some random class, you know, last night. So we didn't get a chance to see his his beautiful face. I don't know, Tony. No, 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 no. I, Tony, Tony, see, see, look at him. When I see him reaching, I know some bullshit is coming. When I see him, when I see him reaching for that mute button, I know some bullshit is coming. Yeah, can't do it. Fuck them kids. Come, come work. Got these the babies. <laughs> Got these the babies. Oh man. Uh, that, by the way, that's great to yeah. say after the Northwestern scandal, by the way. They, they the babies. <laughs> but guess what? I'm not in charge of y'all kids. <laughs> and I would never lose 11 football games in a season. Uh, I want to say <laughs> thank you to the exceptional one. Oh, man. He is illuminated. You feel me? He is he is smiling like the, the Northwestern story is starting to die down a little bit. Kyle can walk the streets of Evanston a little bit safer. Uh, but... The exceptional one himself, Kyle Williams. Uh, for the fellas, I'm Jason Goff. Thanking you so much for downloading this thing. Thank you for subscribing to it, following us on the socials. I appreciate you for that. Uh, sharing it with your family and friends, making sure you rate and review this thing, giving it the five stars you know it needs. If not, we will see you in the streets. And I mean the streets of Evanston. All right? I'll see you right over there on Lake and Darrow, where I grew up. You know, We can go down to Penny Park and have like one of those old school Michael Jackson, you know, standoff you know kind of dance they used to have michael jackson out here like michael jackson got like three fighting videos and in his catalog where it's like we know you're the biggest pop star in the world and you could do every dance you, you create art every time you move but can you be in a gang <laughs> and fight another man <laughs> with a knife a pocket knife <laughs> Uh, maybe that's where the dancing gang thing was born. No, I know it wasn't born then, but you know, hey, it is what it is. Um, making sure that y'all take care of yourselves out there, man, because uh, you know the summer is winding down. You know the the, the stories are, are all over the place. Um, Chicago is a terrific place to be. So you know, enjoy the summer as it as it uh, comes to a close. We'll we'll continue to keep you company here on the Full Go Podcast. So for the fellas, I'm Jason Goff. Leaving with this as always: take care of each other, be safe, and man, it is it is emphasized these days. Please remain sucker free. All right, it's dangerous out here. We will talk to y'all on Sunday night right here on the Full Go Podcast.
Must be 21 and over and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text H-O-P-E-N-Y in New York. 